I invite you to join me in On Fire with Linda Fields. It's a movement designed to calibrate, validate, and activate men and women like you who love God, putting your God-inspired passions and plans into action to carry out your callings in all seven spheres of influence. That's business and economy, government, education, family, arts, media, and church. On Fire with Linda Fills exists to help you complete your God-given assignments with a community of kingdom connections. Whether it's increasing your current sphere of influence or changing paths to walk into your purpose, if you want to set the world ablaze through Christ's power, join the movement at www.onfire.global. Well, good morning, everyone. It's so good to be here with you again. I look forward to our times each week, bringing you kings and queens from the earth and hearing what they're doing and they're uh, hearing about their trade and their treasures and their practices. And today we're going to have that conversation with Chaz Wolf. So good morning, Chaz. Good morning. Thank you so much for having me, Linda. It's such an honor to be here. Well, it's fun to reconnect with good friends in settings like this and have conversations that we often don't get to have when uh, we're doing life on the run. And you and I first met in Kansas City several years ago in a community where we were all about uh, doing great things, doing those with the Lord and uh, with each other. And it's just, I just want to tell you right here at the very beginning, it makes me so uh, happy to see your progress and so uh, proud of you. Uh, to just uh, understand where God's placed you in the the spheres in which you're moving. So today I'm taking an outline for our interview that a very good friend of mine used recently. (laughs) And uh, (laughs) I think that would be you. So just full (laughs) disclosure right here up front. Yeah. But uh, let's just dive in. I love it. This is the highest form of compliment that you imitate a leader, right? Yeah. So I'm complimenting you today. I appreciate it. It, it, <laughs> it does actually, it warms my heart. And, and thank you for the compliment of just being proud. Like it's so, um, <clears throat> it, it actually bubbles up a feeling that I don't get very often because as a business owner, I'm sure many of your listeners can, can relate. Um, it's, it's like who, who is speaking in and saying, I'm proud of you. Right. And so if you, you don't have the relationship uh, with an earthly father or, and then next step, obviously with the, the heavenly father, which we can, I'm sure we'll get into that because that's my story, but um, man, like if you don't have that, I'm proud of you. Uh, it, it, you're missing that feeling. So thank you for giving that to me this morning. It, it feels great. <laughs> it is my pleasure. And it's sincere. I don't just throw those out, but I love looking at sons and daughters uh, doing the thing, doing the drill and with the heart intact uh, with others and with God. And so I, I offer that very sincerely. So Chaz, I don't want to do a lot of formalities here. I want to jump in and just say, starting right now, if you were to describe your business to our friends and listeners, what, what is your business now? Tell us a little about it, how you got into this, where you are and just share your heart. Yeah. So I'm a serial entrepreneur, um, and I'm a real estate investor, meaning I have have currently and have had <laughs> lots of businesses. I've sold, bought, uh, built lots of uh, lots of businesses. Um, one of the projects that I have going on right now that I am most excited about that you've kind of hinted at is um, a mastermind group for entrepreneurs called Gathering the Kings. And so our language uh, crosses over, obviously, we've talked about that, but I just love the 
perspective of uh, helping entrepreneurs um, get over the stressful piece of building a business by running with other kings. And so we do that inside the mastermind group, um, lots of different ways, but in essence, uh, we help build structure. Um, we, we help uh, with strategy, sales. I mean, all the X's and O's of business, but all that tied into mindset. And when you run with other guys uh, and ladies, uh, kings and queens, because uh, uh, gathering the kings is a mindset, not necessarily a masculine thing, that you're stretched and you can do more than you thought possible because uh, there's others around you that are supporting you and, and pushing you. Um, almost to the point that you just said of me, you being proud of me is like, man, that makes me want to go push um, because someone else <laughs> successful um, is you know, just peering into what it is that I'm doing. And so anyway, that's gathering the Kings and we're really excited about what we've got going on. We've got a seven figure uh, mastermind group. We've got a six figure mastermind group. Um, we're launching another seven figure group here in a couple months. And so lots of really, really fun stuff going on. I love that. Chaz, let me uh, ask you a follow-up question or two here. What yep. do you see when you get these people together, you know, and they've come aside as you've painted this picture of where they are and where they're having the opportunity to go, people get in that safe environment yeah. where they're talking with somebody who's been there, done that. And there's a, a liberty that they don't normally have in life to right. uh, bear their soul and sorrows yeah. and challenges. Yep. Do you see one or two or even three things that bubble to the top that you would say, these are the places the Kings and Queens have great need or maybe experiencing pain yeah. and need a place to talk about it. Is that something you could tell yeah. us? Yeah. So first off, I think I'm going to answer your question in two parts, um, not to overcomplicate it, but first thing we've identified five kingly areas. And so we can kind of go through that maybe at another time, but in essence, you're going to break down like your, your business or your finance as one, you're going to break down your marriage or your family as a second, you're going to break down your, your, um, <clears throat> emotional or, or spiritual, um, uh, health, right. You're going to break down your physical health. Um, you're going to break down your lifestyle. Um, and those are the five kingly areas. Now to answer your question directly, what are these things that are bubbling up as we kind of hone in on some of these things with people? Well, that's why we split six and seven figures because at the six figure mark, and I'll keep it brief here, is that you need you need to have a, a repeatable process. So you need marketing, sales, deliver the product, you know, track your numbers for finance and repeat. Marketing, sales, deliver the product, finance, repeat. And you just need more of that to get to the seven figure mark. You need to start thinking about hiring, getting out of your own way, stuff like that. But then once you hit that seven-figure mark, anywhere really from between like 750, 750,000 in sales to, you know, 1.2, 1.3, you start having this feeling of, okay, I got two or three, maybe four or five people, but I need to give away even more. Like I, I, was, I was a little bit scared in hiring these first couple, but in order to then really move past into multiple sevens is that you've got to grow your team. You've got to have influence over your team. You have to raise up leaders inside of your business. And it's not just about giving things away at that point or getting out of your way. It's literally like raising up someone else or multiples in your group or in your team. Um, but then what that does then is it allows in all the other areas of your life to, to flourish. So your marriage and the time with your kids, you start buying back your time because you're raising up someone else. Like literally you're giving something away in your own business 
but it gives you then what you sacrificed originally <laughs> uh, with time. You know, like I'm thinking to myself, time with my kids, time with my wife as I've been building businesses and such. So I, I start building back my time or buying back my time. I start, um, you know, spending time in the community. I start maybe mentoring other people or going to the men's group, you know, or whatever uh, at my church. Or I start thinking about more than just me. I start thinking about right. more than just my individual business. That makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. What, if I could go a little deeper here, what coming back to the pain point, uh, do you see rising to the top? Like you've given us a great overview of the areas to develop and the uh, sections of your life that you're going to look at in depth. Yeah. Uh, is there, uh, is loneliness a factor? Is uh, not having someone to talk to in a safe environment a factor? Yeah. Uh, is there anything else that you just consistently hear across the board? This is where folks have great need. Yeah, I would say that from an angle of like desiring a group, yes, entrepreneurs are somewhat on an island. Um, whether they realize it or not, they can't necessarily have full-blown conversations with their team. Um, and even, even me, like I have some really close people on my team and I want to be as vulnerable and open, especially with business and the way that we do life and and our relationship with the Lord as a family and how we, how that operates inside of our business. And <clears throat> so you try to be open, but at the same time, you have to be like, you have to understand that you can't share everything um, because of the role. And so, yes, loneliness would be one, but the one that pops up probably more than anything is just stress, overwhelm, like my plate is full. Right. And so give me an example, the last roundtable session that we had um, just a couple of weeks ago in March um, we, we all went around, all these guys are seven figures, uh, multiple seven figures, most of them. And I went around the room, um, just one word, like before we got started, go around the room with one word that describes currently how you feel. And it was overwhelmed, full, stressed. <laughs> and because as high performers, this is what we do. We keep adding things to the plate, right? Because it's part of our design. It's part of our design, right? This is how the Lord made us. Right. Uh, the Lord made us to push and to, and to like, just when we get something figured out and systemized and automated that we get bored <laughs> and we go try to something, we go do something else or, or we try to help someone else or whatever. So I would say it's the, it's the stress more than anything, but you got to just figure out a different way of thinking. Usually it's usually because you're doing too much or you're fulfilling too many roles and you need to hand it over or find another key player. It's the who, not the what or the how, that, that really allows for that stress, if you will, to, to go away. <clears throat> You're reminding me of a really profound dream I had a few years ago. It was 2019. And uh, the setting was a, a big conference room, or, or not a conference room, a conference center where we were about to have an event, as we've done over the years, where we bring in speakers and stories of people much like yourself to help people in these situations know how to move forward. Yeah. In the dream, Chaz, there was a gentleman that got there several hours early and he's wearing a business suit and he came in the building and ended up at my, I had a little office of some kind where I was getting prepared. I had a team out there setting things up for the, it was not time to start yet. People weren't supposed to be coming in the door, but here this businessman made his way in and he was literally weeping. And it has stayed with me yeah. on a deep level all these years as I think about the battles people face 
who are on the front lines of entrepreneurship, business owners, leaders in communities. You talked about investing in your community. And as I've watched the leaders I've been privileged to work with over the years, as they figure out their own life, as you've described really succinctly here and their success and how to get to the next level, very often those leadership skills bubbling up with them will take the form of another business, yes, or taking on some need in the community that they have a passion about. I've right. watched people develop movements about fatherhood. You know, this is such a, a, a large area where people don't have that authority figure or voice of encouragement and mentorship right. coming into their life. And, and so they want to spread it into the other areas where, where they have influence. And sure. so it yep. bubbles over into transformative efforts uh, in many other spheres. So uh, that resonates with me, what you're describing with a, a, just a look into the format of your masterminds. And I just thank you so much for doing uh, what you're doing. You probably uh, find yourself even mentoring men older than yourself, right? Am yeah. I right? <clears throat> yeah, I would say uh, most of the guys uh, and a few of the ladies that are involved um, are at my age or, or older. Um, and a lot of the guys that I meet on a regular basis, I mean, I had, um, a couple guests this week on my podcast that, um, guys that have been in business for decades mm -hmm. and, um, some, some very successful, some with a story of struggle and success, but yeah, to your point, I, I mean, I think, you know, age is a little bit of a, you know, if you're, it, <laughs> I don't know, um, when you break down the stages of life or business, even, Age just has so far from the conversation and anybody that's bringing up age, especially in business is so such a small thinker. Um, right, and, right. and I, and I don't, and I didn't know that until, you know, more in my later years, but I'm 24 years old, you know, I'm trying to buy my first business. It's a retail franchise. Um, I had looked at businesses for 18 months. The guy that was helping me, the business broker, I remember. I was looking at a two location dry cleaners before this original retail business that I bought. It was going to be like $300,000. I was buying this business. It was a two location dry cleaners. And I had no idea what a PL was literally what's a really? PL. Yeah. Here I am looking, I'm, I'm willing to invest 50 plus thousand dollars of my own saved money at 24 years old um, to buy a business. And I have no idea what a PL is. And he, and I can only imagine him <laughs> being, being older, having run multiple successful businesses, teaching me, how to look at a PL and what a PL is as I'm considering buying this business. Wow. But it, it had nothing to do with my age. It's like, okay, I'll learn it. It's no big deal. Like right. I'm a college dropout. I'm, I'm only 24 years old, but guess what? I know I can do this. That's right. Right. And so, yeah, anyway, yeah. age doesn't matter. You know, a lot of people, uh, you know, a lot of people that I talk to in their thirties and forties are uh, leading in such a way that they're going to lead people across a, a span of ages. And right. back in the day, it's like people thought you had to have done it all perfectly and be at a certain age or a certain level of accomplishment to sure. mentor the younger people. But I think it's a it's an open field that people yeah. will find themselves leading others who are in need, regardless of age or experience. Yeah. Well, it, it, one one quick thing on that. I, th I, I found this on social media probably a year ago, and it just has always stuck with me is that there was someone who had posted about uh, a coach of some kind. Um, mm -hmm. I don't know what kind of coach that they were, but <clears throat> maybe it was a life coach. I don't know, but they were, they were, they were basically bashing this guy because he was only 23 or 24, 25. And, and how dare this guy try to be a life coach? Cause what life has he lived and X, Y, Z, right. And, and fine. 
in comparison to someone who's 45 or maybe older, like you're right. He hasn't lived the same life. Um, but I guess it would come down to what it is that you're trying to learn from him. Because if, if there is something that he's done that you haven't, then there is value there. Right. And so either he's either learned to do something or he's made more money than you, or he's created a product or he, he created a system. Like if he's done something that you want to do, what does the age matter? Maybe he doesn't have kids and maybe you do. Literally, it's just a such a closed minded. I've got this pinned in of who can help me. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I'm looking to learn every angle possible from everywhere. Um, people on my team who I pay an hourly wage to surely there's something that they've done in their life that I can glean from. Am I trying to get mentorship from them on a regular basis? No, but am I open-minded enough to know that this dude at 22 could teach me something in my own business? Well, if I'm not open to that, I mean, geez, what am, what am I open to? Uh, growth? I No way I can be open to growth in that mindset, you know? Well, learning mindset uh, is certainly part of what's required today and moving forward. It always has been important, but it's even more important now, I think. Yeah. Uh, Taz, let me ask you this. With thinking about what it must require of you to do your masterminds and to run your businesses and yet be with your family and uh, all the things that are important to you. Yeah. What is it that keeps you pushing at this level? Why are you in the game at this level of coaching others in six and seven figure brackets? Yeah, it's a good, it's a good question. Um, you know, the purpose is the, is the one word answer, right? But it's how I'm designed. Um, if, if I don't keep pushing, then, then naturally in my physical body, I'm not going to be well because I'm I'm gonna be I'm gonna be bored. I'm gonna be sitting around. I'm gonna I'm gonna not gonna be in the right mindset. Like I know physically, I have to keep pushing. Partly though is that be, that's because that's the way the Lord designed me. I know I'm a builder. I know that is my identity, and so I have full confidence to like press into that. You know, when when my wife wants to watch a show of hers, great, and she's totally fine with me coming to the office. And it's not because I'm a workaholic. It's because I love pushing. She knows it. I know it. This is what we do. And so I would say that the motivation is I want to take care of my wife. Obviously, I want to take care of my family. I want them to have nice things. I want to be able to, you know, provide, if you will. And that's a motivation. But the deep seated is like, this is who I am. This is my purpose. You know, giving back to others, even part of that. But it's like, no, 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 I'm a builder. I have to continually push as a king. It's like, let's push the limits. Let's push. Let's go. Let's build up infrastructure over here. Let's build the farms over there. Let's make sure all the people have what they need here. Let's we're fighting a battle over here against the enemy. Like all this stuff is going on all at the same time. And I love it. So when did you know this? Did you know it on some level as a child? Uh, How did it evolve that you know how you're wired and how God's made you to build? Good question. And no, I didn't know as a kid, Um, but I would say that I always knew I wanted like big things like, and not necessarily money things. I'm not necessarily motivated by money, although I have turned motivation into money targets because that's what business is. It's a transaction of money. So you have to have it some sort of a value piece attached to it. Um, Otherwise the the target doesn't actually make dollars or cents. The point my saying that though, is that over the course of time, I've gotten to know my personality like through like personality tests and like understanding, not just like a test, but now I even administer them. But like, I know who I am. I know my natural tendencies, good and bad. And then, well, what is it? What do I need to lean into? How do I need to get better? What, 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 what's, what's my heart's desire? What's the Lord's desire? How am I connecting with him on that? And so I think all of those things over the course of time, 
um, especially with maybe a prophetic word here and there that gives you a little bit of like, oh, okay, something to hold on to. Like I've had that, like that makes sense to me. One of those, the reason why I say that is because David, I have, I have gotten that word. And what that means to me is I'm not going to build the temple. I'm not Solomon, right? I know I'm a builder. I'm a gatherer. I'm going to build businesses. I'm going to push the limits just like David did. He's going to He's going to build out the kingdom. He's going to gather all the things. He's going to push back all the enemies. And then my children are going to, or my grandchildren are going to do something with what I've created. That's so far beyond what I could even imagine. And that's what gets me excited because I don't know what that's going to be. I can't imagine it because it's going to be bigger, but I know that's what the Lord's spoken to me. Onfire.global is a movement made of men and women who understand that past plans won't work for the future. We're in a new time and a new place that requires us to fan the flames of vision to a whole new level, going all in with God like never before. So fire up your purpose, come find your people, and frame up your plans to set the world ablaze together with me at www.onfire.global.